Welcome, spiritual baddie. You must be trying to navigate this messy journey of life while still having an abundant mindset. Sometimes shit hits the fan, but you know it's going to be okay in the end, even when it doesn't feel like it in the moment. This podcast is truly for those who simply get it. You know when you meet someone and they just get you without over-explaining? It's like a karmic bond, you know? We're here to talk it out so that you can feel more at ease with whatever you are going through in life. We're the bestie you can turn to during your 58th dark night of the soul and also the one you call up when you're celebrating the manifestation you've literally been calling in for the last 10 years. We're not here to put up a front because no one really has it all together all the time. So let's break down the walls. You can expect raw and open conversations on relationships, career, and life overall with a spiritual and astrological twist. Fuck the rules, fuck signing off emails professionally, and let's glow the fuck up. So I just got back from Vancouver yesterday. I'm back at home in Campbell River right now. And this is probably going to be one of the last podcast episodes that I record here because we are moving so soon. I'm so excited. We're moving to Nanaimo and I'm just looking forward to being in a bigger city again because I'm so very much a city girl. And today I wanted to talk to you guys about the Aries Eclipse. So previously, I recapped the Scorpio eclipse a couple episodes ago in episode 196, but today I wanted to backtrack a bit and recap the Aries eclipse that happened before the Scorpio eclipse. So the Aries eclipse was on April 19th, and the Scorpio eclipse was on May 5th. So for me, the main event of the Aries eclipse was a business conflict that came up and it was extremely pivotal and it it was very transformational for me. This event actually led to a lot of anger that arose. It was definitely a deep, deep karmic lesson, some past life shit. And I wanted to go into this deeper and I actually feel like this episode will probably be very, very healing for me. I just find that for people who have defined throat centers in their human design, it really heals us to process things out loud, even if it feels uncomfortable or challenging. Uh, It was so challenging for me to actually record this. I've already tried to record it a few times, but I really feel like there's a lot of fear that I'm working through, a lot of fear of speaking up, which is so very much related to all the energy from the Aries and the Scorpio eclipse. So this Aries eclipse was particularly pivotal and a bigger deal because it was starting off a new series of eclipses in the signs of Aries and Libra. So eclipses always come in pairs of the opposing signs. They always come in a series and the series usually goes on for about two years. And if you guys want to learn more about the eclipses, definitely go check out my episode 193 because I linked an article in that episode that talks all about the eclipses. I feel like it describes it in a very clear way. It's written by Susan Miller. So definitely go check that out. So this Aries eclipse really started a new chapter for me of learning how to stand up for myself, learning how to be more direct and honest with my feelings, overcoming people pleasing, learning how to feel into my anger instead of suppressing it how to handle conflict, how to assert myself, how to put myself first. Just so many lessons came up and I feel like overcoming a lot of the shadow sides of my Pisces tendencies as well. 
So the Aries eclipse, Aries is ruled by Mars and the current transiting Mars is in Cancer. So I feel like it made the eclipse extra emotional. You know, Cancer is ruled by the moon. It's all about our emotions. So I definitely feel like a lot of us may have felt very emotional during this time. And I do feel like it also relates to the Scorpio eclipse as well, because the Scorpio eclipse was ending a series of Scorpio eclipses, and the themes were very much around death and rebirth, a lot of deep, deep realizations facing our shadows. And for myself in particular, the Scorpio eclipse is happening in my fourth house of home. So I'm going through a lot of home changes right now. Like I'm physically moving, which I feel like is no coincidence that it, it's happening during this time close to the Scorpio eclipse. And also Scorpio has to do with debt, you know, resources, the money of other people. And I talked to you guys in episode 196 about how I've been healing my relationship with money. So I'm going to link an article for you that says all the dates of the previous eclipses so that you can kind of check it out, go look at your calendar and reflect on like what was going on in your life when the previous, like when the eclipses happened last year, because when I was looking at it, like the dates of 2022, I feel like it ties in with both the Taurus eclipse and the Scorpio eclipses that was happening back then because that's when I had my first taste of experiencing passive income through the sales I was making in my online coaching business. Taurus is my midheaven, so I feel like that is very much related to my midheaven, but it was also during that time where I started accumulating debt because I was experiencing this passive income. I was going a bit overboard because I was like, oh, like so much money is going to come in. I'm going to be able to make passive income forever now. Like this is where it starts. But then because I had that boundaryless mindset, a very Jupiter mindset of going overboard, that's when the debt started accumulating, which I feel like is very much a Scorpio theme because Scorpio relates to debts. And then when the Scorpio eclipse ended recently, like on May 5th, I feel like it really ended that cycle for me. It really came full circle. And um, there's probably going to be more lessons for me to learn in my life, you know, regarding money and debt. But I really feel like it helped me close this chapter. And the previous eclipse in Scorpio was also around the time that me and Sean had first moved into this current home of ours. And now that it's the Scorpio eclipse again, we're moving again. Like I'm like, that is just no coincidence. I feel like astrology never fucking lies. And that's just so crazy to me, like how things work with the stars. So back to the Aries eclipse. We're talking about processing anger this episode, right? So one thing I've noticed is that I've really loved sour foods all my life. And sometimes I'll have really strong sour cravings. Recently, I've been obsessed with drinking lemonade. Like I've just been craving it. And I usually like love a lot of sour foods too, you know, like Asian sour soups, vinegar, that sort of thing. And when you look at traditional Chinese medicine, when you have sour cravings, it usually means that your liver wants a bit of a boost. And your liver is where anger is stored. So I really feel like it's no coincidence that right now, like post-eclipse season, I've been feeling... I've been craving a lot of sour foods, especially lemonade, because my body is processing a lot of anger that came up during the eclipse season. 
And I also want to point out here that anger can come up more often for manifestors and manifesting generators because it is our not self theme. And I feel like if you're a manifestor or a manager, you will know when you feel that rage come up, it definitely is signaling that something is out of alignment or there's something for you to heal. And one thing that I've learned during the, the Aries eclipse is how to overcome a lot of the shadow tendencies of my Pisces nature. So Pisces can be super forgiving and tolerant and sometimes it's really to a fault because I notice that I will stay in relationships that aren't serving me for longer than necessary. I talked to you guys about this in my friendship breakups in the previous episode 197. You guys know I stayed in my toxic relationship for 13 fucking years, way longer than necessary. But also I feel like I was meant to go through all of this, you know, like no regrets because if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be the person that I am today. I wouldn't know that I can let go of relationships that aren't serving me earlier. So I'm really learning that and I'm seeing that if I did release these relationships earlier and be firmer with my wants and my needs earlier, then I wouldn't have to go through so much resentment because I also feel like a lot of resentment came up for me during the eclipse season because of my own people-pleasing tendencies. So I'm healing a lot of the people-pleasing, the codependency, and I'm seeing again, it's because of how my parents were during my upbringing. So my parents were very like emotionally unstable. They didn't know how to regulate their own emotions. They were inconsistent with how they would respond to me when I was younger and this led to me really learning how to walk on eggshells around people and constantly trying to read other people's emotions to prepare for how they'll react and essentially like defend myself because I'm feeling unsafe and I feel like I need to constantly be on guard. If you feel like this resonates with you, I recommend reading the book The Body Keeps the Score because it definitely goes into that deeper. So I'm learning how to be more direct in my relationships and also expecting directness from the people in my life because that is what healthy relationships are about. You know, if someone hasn't explicitly told me that they are upset with me, I don't need to overthink and think that they're upset with me because... Sometimes, you know, people's mood changes throughout the day and sometimes they could just be having an off day. Maybe they're feeling tired from something else or they're acting different. And it's not always about me. I don't need to think like, oh, just because someone's mood is kind of different, they're upset with me or something like that, you know? So definitely something that I'm learning. And the Mars energy is about your drive, your motivation. And I'm continuing to learn that Pushing yourself doesn't mean pushing yourself to burn out and pushing yourself to overwork, you know, forcing things. I feel like forcing is very much a shadow tendency of the Mars energy. And how to use this energy in a healthier way could mean pushing yourself to step outside of your comfort zone, to deal with your shadows, to feel your uncomfortable feelings. Like right now, even as I'm recording this podcast, I feel like it's really me pushing myself outside of my comfort zone because I'm really challenging myself to be more vulnerable, to be honest with my feelings. And I know that it's going to really help me overcome my fears. 
So when the Libra full moon happened just before the Aries eclipse, it actually kicked things off for me because during that Libra full moon, I had a lot of realizations that I needed to let go of relationships in my life, certain business relationships, certain friendships that weren't serving me. And Libra energy is all about partnerships and contracts. It naturally rules the seventh house in our charts. And the focus is about relating to others. Now, Aries is all about the self. It's about the physical body. It's about putting ourselves first. And I always say how in astrology, it's all about balancing the opposing energy. So for me in particular, the Aries eclipse was happening in my ninth house of beliefs. And I do feel like it was also helping me balance my Libra third house of communication, learning how to speak up. And the theme for me was definitely to feel my rage instead of suppressing it, to stand up for myself, and to also grieve the death of my old self and learning how to feel compassion. I feel like it also very much related to the Scorpio eclipse because the Scorpio eclipse was happening in my fourth house of home, mother, upbringing, which in turn is also balancing my Taurus 10th house. And I do feel like it was bringing everything full circle because this business conflict that came up during the Aries eclipse, it helped me close a chapter with like healing my generational trauma, see things in a new light, heal a lot of my mother wounds. And I'm also physically moving now, you know, now that the Scorpio eclipse has passed. And Scorpio is about vulnerability. It's about being real and honest instead of constantly acting out from a place of like feeling that I need to defend myself. I realized I had been on guard for so long and I didn't even know it. Like my ego was really running the show and I noticed that's why I would get anxious a lot of the times because I didn't feel safe. I wasn't trusting the universe, I wasn't trusting myself, and I wasn't surrendering. So let's get into the, the conflict that rose up during the Aries eclipse because I feel like it was definitely the main, the main event of, of um, eclipse season. So with this particular business relationship, uh, it started because I invested in mentorship services when I was still a business coach before I burned my previous business to the ground. And I made this decision to invest in these mentorship services when it was still Mars retrograde at that time. And I always feel like whenever your intuition leads you to certain decisions during any type of retrograde, it's because you have karmic lessons to learn and this cannot be avoided. So I really encourage you to like stop trying to avoid challenges in your life because it's challenges that shape you and make you better. And even though this event in particular brought up a lot of anger for me, I know that my intuition led me to this experience so that I could be the transformed person that I am now. And I feel like that's why a lot of like astrologers are always like, be careful of like starting new things during retrograde or like you shouldn't start new things, don't make any important decisions. But I feel like it's not so much like don't do this, don't do that. It's about really paying attention to your intuition really thinking twice before you take any action. And this decision, it wasn't like an impulsive decision that I made during Mars retrograde. I had been thinking about it for a long time, for many months already. And during Mars retrograde, I felt the call to take the leap. And I do really feel like it was all meant to happen in divine timing. 
So one big lesson for me regarding, you know, business career is that previously I kept thinking that I needed someone else who was more successful than me to give me the missing piece because I was like, I thought I was just like missing something. Like, why am I not as successful as these other people who are making more money than me? I kept thinking that I needed another teacher, another coach, another mentor, another healer to show me what I was missing when in fact, I actually just needed to develop more aligned friendships in my life to give me the support that I needed. And I also needed to practice listening to my intuition even more. And I needed to heal this victim mindset because me thinking that I need someone else to give me the missing piece, it's kind of like me thinking that I need something or someone to save me, which I feel like is very much a shadow tendency for my Pisces signs, like my Pisces sun and my Pisces Venus. So during the middle of my relationship with this person, I had an awakening moment. Like it was also during a previous Mercury retrograde. I feel like just a lot of realizations always come up during retrograde for me because it's really a time for us to be more introspective. And that realization led to me burning down my coaching business because I could see that it was no longer aligned for me. Like I had really been forcing it for a while and I didn't see that previously. If you want to hear more about why I burned my business to the ground, definitely go listen to my (laughs) podcast episode 181 because I go into that deeper. So when I had this realization that I needed to burn my business to the ground, I was really going through another one of my Manny Jen pivots as well. One thing that was really holding me back from committing to the pivot, like of burning my business down and figuring out my next steps, is because I had made this big five-figure investment for my business and I had invested in those mentorship services and I was only about halfway through the contract at this point. So I was very anxious and like very worried about how I was going to be able to continue making the monthly payments. If I was essentially like burning my business to the ground, I was moving in a completely new direction where... I was uncertain of how income would come in. Like I didn't know how I would be making money for an uncertain period of time as I was like transitioning into my new path of becoming like a full-time content creator or that's that's kind of open-ended right now to be honest. Like at that time, I felt like my intuition was telling me to really just pursue what I've always wanted to do. Really follow my sacral center as a Manny Jen. And you know, I've always had this desire to be a content creator and just do that full time, but it never really stuck for me. So my intuition at the time was really, really telling me to pursue that. So with this particular person that I had the business relationship with, I spoke to them about my financial concerns And it was actually really challenging for me to speak up about it as well. I know that it was also teaching me to to be more direct and step outside of my comfort zone. But this person was very strict on the contract that we had. They wouldn't let me get out of it. And on paper, you could say that, you know, they really didn't do anything wrong because there was a contract in place. But through this experience, I just learned so much about how I want to be as a person and I don't want to be someone who is so rigid that I can't show compassion or be adaptable and deal with things on a case-by-case basis because since I couldn't get out of this contract 
the Pisces in me just decided to try to make the best out of this relationship any way that I could. And throughout the time where we were working to, together, I kept reflecting on how I could improve myself and improve my communication, you know, and because once I've made that pivot in my career, the communication really started feeling challenging for me. And it just seemed like we weren't getting each other or like, you know, we just weren't on the same wavelength. And I kept putting the entire responsibility and burden on myself to improve the relationship. I was like, how can I be better? How can I speak in a way that's more clear? How can I communicate in a way that's more clear? And I noticed that this tendency also came up for me when I was in my previous toxic 13-year relationship. And that's part of the reason why... I stayed in it for so long because I was putting this burden on myself to improve. And I feel like it's very much a trait of my Virgo moon as well, like this constant desire to improve. And while there are positives to that, I feel like it really started becoming unhealthy when I wasn't recognizing that relationships are a two-way street. You know, I can practice communicating my needs more directly, but I also need to allow the other person to do their part. Like if we are just not on the same page, the relationship is not going to work. And I started feeling a lot of resentment towards the end of this relationship because in a way I was definitely being a people pleaser because I wasn't allowing myself to feel my true feelings earlier. Like the feeling of resentment came up because I felt trapped. You know, I felt like I was being held to this contract when I really honestly wanted to get out of it. And I talked to two of my other friends at that time who are also like coaches, healers, service providers. And they told me that they personally wouldn't want to hold anyone in a contract if they knew that they were struggling financially. But even though I talked to them about this, I noticed myself that I would keep making excuses for the other person in this business relationship that I was in. And I was also someone who was very rule abiding at that time. You know, I've noticed most of my life, I've been someone who very rule abiding and I was like, I'm just going to abide by the contract and honor it. And I noticed I'm this way, like I'm so obedient and just abiding by the rules because of the upbringing that my parents taught me, like to just be obedient, to follow their rules blindly and just to like take what they say instead of having my own opinions, which I feel like can be a very Asian generational mindset as well, because I've noticed this, you know, in a lot of my friends who have a similar background. But because of this, I noticed that a lot of resentment came up for me. And I'm going to read to you a few Instagram posts that I came across about people pleasing and resentment because I feel like it just really described what I was feeling. And I'll link some of them for you in the description so you can check it out. So this one is by Emily Sanders Therapy on Instagram. And it says, one of the biggest causes of resentment is repeatedly making a request for change but never seeing change. The person asking for things to be different may personally put in attempts to change themselves. They may try different ways of asking or use tactics like threatening, begging, rewarding, being cruel, or therapy. Make the therapist change them but still no change. 
Sometimes the painful reality is the person longing for change already has their answer. No change is coming. We are forced to face the reality that we have no control over others and can't make anyone do anything. Ultimately, it is important for you to work towards acceptance, which means lots of grief. Acceptance is the end zone, not the starting point. Working towards acceptance means longing for things to be different. Trying to force things to be different, being furious that things aren't different, mourning that things can't be different, and then finally adjusting to what won't be different. This is such a very, very painful place to be. What comes next depends on you. It depends on what your particular needs are, what you are willing to tolerate, what logistic, financial, physical, slash financial barriers you're up against, what subsequent decisions come for you personally if you can't depend on change. Acceptance means acknowledging what exists, no longer trying to control the person or situation, not spending energy fantasizing about what could have or should have been, no longer waiting for different outcomes, releasing the goal of changing a person or situation, working hard with what you have, not what you wish you had, seeing things for what they actually are, not what you wish they were. Oof, okay, that one really spoke to me. I'm going to link it for you because it's a long post and I feel like it'd be really great to just like look at it visually. But I feel like that post really spoke to me because that's like pretty similar to what I was doing. I was expecting change from this particular relationship. No change came and I kept putting it on myself to attempt to make change, but it wasn't happening. And at the end, I really needed to accept that no change was coming. And that's when I let go of this relationship. And all in all, I knew things happened the way that they were meant to happen because I also needed to learn how to surrender and face one of my deepest fears of accumulating debt, which was also tied to this whole experience because I had made that five-figure investment. It was accumulating a lot of debt for me. And it made me realize that it wasn't as scary as I made it out to be. You know, I try my best to not think in should have, could have, would have because things happen the way that they were supposed to because now that I look back at how this relationship ended, I could see that even if I communicated even more directly earlier, like if I even pushed myself to communicate even in, in a different way, it probably wouldn't have worked out the way that I wanted to. Or not even probably, I can see now that it definitely would not have worked out the way that I wanted it to because the other person simply wasn't able to meet my needs. They couldn't give me what I wanted. We simply were not on the same wavelength and I was already forcing this relationship by trying to fix myself, trying to figure out how to make it work when my intuition had been telling me that it just wasn't right for me anymore. And I had been pulling away. I was withdrawing. I didn't really feel like, you know, trying to explain myself and trying to communicate. So I was just being a people pleaser. I just was like, everything's fine on the surface, you know, when internally it really wasn't fine for me. And now that I've overcome this challenge, like I can see life in a completely new way. I will definitely never be the same again. And that's like an amazing, great thing. I also feel like multiple emotions can occur at the same time, because even though now I feel so much more at peace and fulfilled with life now that I've let this go and just like gain a new perspective, 
I'm still processing and feeling a lot of the anger that came up. You know, healing is not a linear journey. And I'm glad that I've processed and allowed myself to feel a lot of the initial anger that came up. But I know that sometimes more residual rage and anger may also come up. And that's okay. Because if that happens, it will be showing me a deeper layer that I can heal. I feel like whenever a very pivotal moment like this happens in my life, I know that there can be many layers to heal. Just like when I was healing anger from my previous toxic relationship, the anger that I had against my ex's mom, you know, my own mother wound and all these things that I needed to heal. You can't put a deadline on it. You can't put a deadline on healing. Different emotions can come up at different phases of your journey. You know, sometimes, even though I've done so much healing on these particular events, sometimes another emotion will come up again later on. And I know that it's showing me something else that I can heal. And it would be spiritual bypassing and essentially like toxic positivity if I were to block these emotions when they come up. And tell myself that I'm over it already. Like, why is this coming up? But that's not me being honest with my true feelings. And there's really no rush to healing or getting over it. You know, you are allowed to have those feelings for as long as you need. And I feel like this eclipse really taught me that I don't want to be someone who is super rigid. You know, someone who is always doing things by the book following the rules and not dealing with situations on a case-by-case basis or listening to my intuition. It also taught me that there is no formula for life. Everyone has a unique path and I used to create formulas with astrology. Like that's what I used to teach in my courses and I no longer teach those because my mindset has evolved so much and Whenever someone teaches a formula for anything, I feel like it should be taken with a grain of salt. Like you might learn something from it, but you don't need to take it so literally because life isn't linear, especially if you're someone who is a manifesting generator or if you have like a three five profile, that three line is really meant to go through a lot of trial and error in life. So just remember that life is not linear. And like I said, I was also healing another another fear of mine regarding my financial trauma, healing my relationship with debt. I was really hitting rock bottom with my debt. I felt like it was getting so out of control and like, and a few things, you know, I kept making investments for my business, basically forcing my success and thinking that I needed more things to help me make it. You know, I felt like I needed another course. I needed another coach. And that was also contributing to my debt, you know, and it's it's interesting because I feel like sometimes our, our trauma brain is so illogical and so contradicting. You know, we were in my mind, it's like, hey, like, I don't want to be spending so much money. I don't want to be accumulating debt. Yet my behaviors were doing like the exact opposite. You know, and I realized that I had these unhealthy spending habits in general because I would spend money as a coping mechanism. And it was something I did to fill a void within me in hopes that buying things would fulfill me. And sometimes I was buying things in the name of like improvement, 
expansion, you know, buying courses, investing in a coach, a teacher, a healer, you know, these might not be literal, like, quote unquote, bad things in itself, but it wasn't serving me and it wasn't helpful to me because it was just contributing to this feeling of that I needed to fill a void in my life. And I thought I was embracing an abundant mindset, you know, because I would think, well, you know, I'll make the money back. I would tell myself affirmations like every dollar I spend is coming back to me tenfold or whatever. But I really had to be honest with myself. I feel like that is also a shadow tendency of Pisces being a little bit too delusional and not grounding myself because I had to be honest that I was spiritual bypassing by thinking that way. And I was also enabling my own unhealthy behaviors because I really did not need to spend money on those things. And I needed to instead find what truly would fulfill me. And also because of my upbringing, it was ingrained in me that having any type of debt was horrible and made me a horrible person. And I feel like this really damaged my relationship with money growing up because I came to face that fear of like having debt. And I realized that I needed to face that fear. I needed to to see that it wasn't the end of the world. And I know now, like I have the power to pay it back gradually and I'm being more responsible with my spending habits. I feel like I needed to go through that rock bottom moment to have like a wake up call, you know, and then like, I'm sure I'm going to be human, you know, not everything is going to be perfect. I'm going to still make mistakes along the way and I'm learning not to be hard on myself. But I feel like it's like this commitment to healing myself, to overcoming my unhealthy behaviors. And there's always going to be people, you know, going through situations that are better or worse than you, than what you're going through. And I feel like it's important to remind ourselves that it's not a game of comparison because telling yourself that you shouldn't be feeling some type of way because other people have it worse is essentially gaslighting yourself. We all have our own unique lessons to learn on our path and we need to validate ourselves. Like for myself, like I had about like $30,000 in debt when I was hitting my rock bottom and, you know, there are other people out there who might have a lot more debt than me. But for myself, like that really felt like rock bottom. And it's not a game of comparison. So even if you're someone who has more or less debt, like do not compare your journey to mine. I just hope by me sharing this, it helps you to reflect on your own behaviors and see what you can transform about yourself. Thank you so much for tuning into Glow Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, you know what to do. Tag me on your stories. Take a screenshot. Share it so that more people can see it. Also, go leave a review on iTunes or at Spotify if you are a real one. Love you, Glow Gang.